that. Coming up next is a live streamer. He is unwashed. He, go- he he runs unwashed over there. But I've heard before that he doesn't like being called unwashed. Um, I'm gonna ask him a little bit of that. I didn't I didn't I didn't uh, ask him why uh, he named his stream unwashed or something. Is it the unwashed masses or something like that? I'm not sure. Nick is a friend, a brethren from across the pond. We're gonna talk about crossing paths paths today, and this will be an episode of Call Me Ignorant in a couple days, y'all. Let's get Nick on in the building. <laughs> Nick Juan Cotton. I forgot about that. Alright. Cool, cool, cool. We in? Yes. Hey Nick. Yes. How's it going, man? Welcome back. Oh, Good to see fantastic you, man. to be here. Thanks for uh thanks for uh hosting and got a ton of your fans over there in the chat right now, you know, uh um putting a bunch of stickers in there. Uh is that the stickers a, a big thing over there on your channel? Well, yeah, a lot of my, uh, well, a lot of my peers when we migrated to DLive banned the stickers because, guys, guys, we can't make any sense of this chat. And, and my guys had already got all their favorite stickers. And they're like, boo, you're ruining the fun. So, yeah, no, stickers are always encouraged in okay, my Okay, gotcha, cool. Yeah, they're like, it's 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 actually kind of endearing and entertaining. And we were had a little uh, back and forth American versus uh, English banter. Um, I claim that... Uh, that American is the one true language that we've subverted it and taken it over, but that's just uh, my opinion. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The color or purple. <laughs> the no. color, yeah, a massage, a controversy. Right? No, this is this is this is why I'm an Anglo supremacist, man, mm. not a white supremacist, is mm. because like uh, the world is so steeped in Englishness that you don't even notice it. You're, it's the air that you breathe. Yeah, right? yeah. You can't see it. <laughs> What language does everyone speak? What yeah. legal system does everyone use? Exactly. Okay, so have you ever heard this theory that um, the America never re- – like the American Revolution was um, basically a smoke sc- screen for the East India Company to take over the world? Have you ever uh, – <laughs> You you scratched on this when I don't know if it was me on your show or you on my show. Yeah, oh, you, yeah, like, we talked about it a little bit. I just heard about it at that time. I don't know exactly whether I believe, but it's interesting because you know it is. Uh, I think English is kind of a, the language of commerce. You know, I think that's why it kind of took it. Kind of everyone learned it. I mean, because I mean. Do you think that England conquered the world, all the world that mattered? Like, why do you think – and why do you think they had so much success? Because their navy, you know, a couple hundred years ago, why do you think they were so successful? That's a, oh, I mean, you're putting me on the spot because I consider myself, like, not an expert in uh, in the history of England compared yeah. to the other people that do what I do. Mm. But um, I'm interested in, like, uh, would you call it the topography of all the nations and like their landscape really affects the type of character. Like um, Finland's a really interesting one where they've got like massively high suicide rates because it's dark for half the year. Uh, they have like a month without the sun. Um, and, and that's why you get like black metal coming yeah. from that area of the world. So, so that kind of stuff is really interesting. And Britain I'll talk about Britain, right? Yeah, I suppose it's England with a couple of like resentful relatives called Mm. Scotland, Wales, and (laughs) and Ireland, which is a whole whole kettle of fish if you take that as one. Yeah, (laughs) Northern Ireland at the top, where where we sort of we took that, and then Ireland just hates us. It's just pure grievance. Um, But 
the the fundamental crux i think is that we're this island that isn't part of europe and 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 never has been like even when we were in the european union there was no chance we were ever going to get the euro we have the pound um and i also because we talk about sort of like being right wing ostensibly but rejecting the fascism thing this well that's my position anyway yeah. i think fascism is very european um and like collectivizing it's very german the southern european nations have a bit of a history of it whereas the english are just eccentric like it's just individuals it's it's um individual creatives like a shakespeare or an oscar wilde or like i can't see how monty python could exist in your idealized fascist ethno state no because they're too weird it's a good point yeah, yeah. and so it, it, it's something to do with those two things it's something to do with loving eccentric people and like innovators because in the industrial revolution we were like way out in front in terms of inventing stuff um and also just looking at europe and going nah mm, nah yeah. like french people stink and yep. um and the germans always impose their will on the rest of the continent and just fuck it up because like greek people are really lazy compared to them and it's just and and we're not a part of that and um we've always got a much better sort of brotherhood with america don't we yeah 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 definitely i mean you know that's why it's funny banter i mean i actually do i was saying this on stream the other day that if you know a lot of people in america they say it well some people say it seriously and then the right wing in america says it tongue-in-cheek that israel is our greatest ally and i think in a in a balanced world in a good world the uk is our natural should be our greatest ally um, our heritage comes from there. Sure, we seceded, but you know, um, I'd like that. That's natural. England and Germany, basically. I mean, I think you'll find that um, that the UK was your greatest ally for Israel. From <laughs> yeah. onwards. Wow, like, that's that's th- true, man. That hurts. Well, no, but dude, <laughs> like at, at least with with you, well, of well, your country. Uh, going and doing that you can you can trace it through congress and the moneyed apac interests and and this is actually like mainstream now I'm, i talked to my dad about this he was like yeah it's insane i'm like yeah this is this is just the amount of money that goes into defending that country on the other side of the world is insane and makes no sense but at least there's a money trail there whereas with us it was like well Tony Blair just took us into that war. And and actually we've had these marches the past few weeks um, and everyone compares it to the march against the Iraq war, which was a million people in, I don't know, 2002. Um, Like I can understand America going in there when you follow the money, but with us, it's like, we we just joined in for no reason. Yeah. It's kind of like a NATO thing and uh, a neoliberal thing. Where, you know, they want nation building and, you know, and it's like, you know, inside, you know, neoliberalism is part of globalism where they just want to make sure their values or their, I don't know, it's very complicated because you, you, you could get into the biblical thing because a lot of, a lot of Christians think that 
the nation of Israel, the current state of Israel is the biblical Israel, which I completely disagree with. Well, um, that's that's a horrible that's that's Judeo Christianity, isn't yeah, it? That's, I, I don't I, think that exists. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, let's let's talk about the uh, the protests and stuff. I'm sure you noticed that I'm wearing your shirt, um, rave against the vaccine. Wait. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, so tell me about uh, tell me about the. I mean, you said in our Telegram message that you were there was like a drum circle on Sunday too. So how's, how's your experiences been? Who organizes these things? Like, how does it start? And, um, I don't know if, if you're part of the, like the organization of it. I know you've been kind of live streaming and DJing as well, but yeah, what, what's your, uh, your experience been like, uh, at those things? Right. Well, I've got a little team together and our goal is to film it because, um, the BBC won't. So someone has to, and it's good to do a good job of that as well. Cause you get a lot of phone footage, but it's nicer to, to, well, we want to make the cause look attractive more than anything, right? Everything that we cover, we want, like, they're going to smear us as crusty anti-vax hippies, whatever. And this, this even happens from the right wing. You know, I go out and film something and they all say, oh, it's a bunch of lefties. I don't, I really don't care. It's just progress, right? Anytime something like this is happening, turn up and film it. And, and it's generally fun. Like, it's so good natured. Um, so, did two things this weekend there was a march on saturday where i where they were aiming for a million people i got no idea where where the ballpark figure is on that one i know it was big but there were never we kind of snaked around loads of streets so there was never a point where you could get a good view of how far it went back um but I think that will become clear in a couple of days if I'm just sort of piece together what other reliable people are saying. Um, what was weird about it, though, was compared to the other ones, because I've done three in the space of a month, um, is I, I just go on vibe now and how it feels. And this one felt like we were cattle being herded. And in fact, we definitely were, because at the end of it, after five, six hours of walking, which is a lot, that they should be three maximum in my opinion um they took us into a shopping center and i've just done my stream today and um it's like yeah of course the guardian reported on the the protesters ransacking the shopping center nothing got looted nothing got stolen nothing got broken no violence but they were very clearly brought to these doors and there was a fracas with the police all going move back move back and I knew that from the second that we walked into a shopping centre. I was like, this this is being done to us. And I think everyone around me kind of like, because you just join this thing and you walk, right? And, and there were some, we spotted, in fact, we spotted one guy with a megaphone, um, like geeing people up. And there were this team with megaphones uh, at the beginning, telling people where to go. So there, there is a team that's organising this. Who they are, I don't really know because this obviously has to all be worked out with the city of London. There are official people deciding what's going to be allowed. And there were several other protests that they had to make sure they were avoiding. There was like a kill the bill protest, I think, because I met someone that went to that. I think there was a Palestine one as well. So they must all just be like snaking around each other, which must take some planning. So, yeah. So this thing... You know, I, I believe that they they started spontaneously and for really good reasons. The whole like everyone there is there for the right reasons, um, and they're good people, and it's never violent. Um, 
But at this point, now that it's happening every two weeks, it's like, yeah, I think we're there's the chance of us being used fairly yeah. soon. Yeah. I think the next one, there's there's a real chance they'll sort of maybe lead people into into some kind of bear trap. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's like you hit the nail on that. You know, I, I've been to a, a good amount of these protests and things like that in America, and it just seems like mob mentality and group think when you're in person, it doesn't really change. Like the way you described is exact. you just get in there and when there's a leader, it's a little more organized. The leftist ones over here, the black lives matter ones are chaos. I've seen them fight over who's the leader, the snatching megaphones from each other. And, but enough time goes by and the powers that be, or disingenuous actors, things like that, will co-opt it or funnel them. The funneling is a big tactic of either the, of, of the, the people that don't have good motives or just the cops, they'll funnel you and go to like, that's what happened in Charlottesville in 2017. The, basically the, the crowds were put in like into each other, almost like battle lines and were funneled by the cops. But do you think that, um, what is progress in this, in, in, in this, in, in, in this specific, uh, protest sphere? Is it just awareness? I've always been like, what do protests really do? Well, and I think they're necessary, but I don't know. To what end is it to get a bill passed is it what's progress to you in this in this instance it's a really good question because i'm gonna um i've got to write up my thoughts for a piece that we're going to put out this week cool. um and yeah i was going to talk about the sunday as well where we went yeah. to this little jam session mm-hmm. this is a guy who's basically the whole time that lockdown's been going on he's yep. been charging around the country in a van with a bunch of instruments and musicians kind of getting arrested a lot <laughs> um and, and it was absolutely wonderful like the um the vibes that i got the day before feeling a bit uneasy like what is going on here it's the opposite the next day because it is it's sweet and organic and that actually feels like progress to me that's because um so political progress no there's there's none that yeah. can be made through this right and you don't expect any laws to change nothing like that um i'm gonna sound a bit deflated but it's probably just because i'm tired there's the there's loads of pros to the the past few weeks of protesting um i've met really useful people um i've met a guy that i'm working for now as so i'm earning money Um, and then uh, that's actually really important because people need to get connected to people that they can score work through that you know don't want you to take the vaccine and aren't going to be covid compliant and all this it is actually really important to um, just get get to know like the nearest person to you. So, yeah, um, sure. so yeah, like the people that have been on at my local train station going up to go to the march. That's like the best person you can meet mm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. If you're going to do this in a useful way, it's like go to the train station and talk to whoever's there going the same thing as you because they're yeah. your nearest person. So, yeah, I've met a bunch of people. It's been good for that. Part of the point of it is essentially to just wake up whoever happens to be walking around London. Um, and I I kind of think we've done our work on that one now. The first one I went to, it was really fun seeing all these shocked shoppers in masks while... Um, yes. Uh, yeah, well, everyone was just stickering every single lamppost. Like, that, that was brilliant. Um, and sort of taunting the BBC. Um, the other thing that's really, really 
like <laughs> I don't know if useful is the wrong word, but just interesting to watch is um is how radicalized this side is. And I don't mean that they're extremists. Mm-hmm. I don't mean they're they're gonna do anything bad. Yeah. But their perspective has been shifted by the the nutters with the signs over the past year. Awesome. Like if you if you turned up to the first thing um just opposing lockdown on like you, you just thought this had gone too far by now you are aware that it's freemasons you are aware of child trafficking and 5g and chemtrails and Whoa. you probably you probably think the earth is flat by this point because you'll be bullied if you don't very um, nice and i'm trying to think what else like there's so it it it's so absurdly over the top with the conspiracies. Everyone, every nutter is shouting to get their thing noticed. <laughs> and you kind of there's there's also like a broad consensus. It's like, yeah, really, we hate lockdown, but this is about pedophiles. Wow. <laughs> that seems to be the this consensus is awesome, now. man. It's great. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, people that would have been like milk toast now are I mean, what are you going to do? You're in a big crowd of people who are pissed off about the new world order. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So you're talking, you know, you know, just almost strictly cultural means and, and, but that's not, I don't mean that to trivialize it. In, in fact, I think that if people started thinking culturally more than politically, it would, in a weird way, political change might even happen, but it almost doesn't matter if, if you just, you get people on board and it's, it, and also when people say to build awareness, most of the time they're saying awareness of a political movement or a political bill, but you're, this is building just awareness, not even, mm. it's just red pilling. It's just like mass red pilling uh, and, you know, getting like-minded people together for, you know, almost to either build communities or you know, just dropping knowledge. This is great. It's it's just to see what happens, I think. Everyone, the theme that is coming through this year is the third summer of love. So first summer of love was 60s. The second one, I don't know how much you know about it, is the, because it's very British. Yeah. It's like in, in 1989, a couple of guys no. went to Ibiza and then came back. Yeah, I, I heard you mention it on a stream and I'd never heard of it. That's, you know, that's the year after I was born. I've never even heard of it before. So they went to Ibiza, you said? Yeah, they went to Ibiza and they came back and basically said, right, we need, <laughs> the UK needs ecstasy. <laughs> wow. And, and that's basically what happened. And then, and there was this huge, and and the reason it's so, it's so obviously connected to lockdown and it's such an obvious thing to hark back to is that they were playing a cat and mouse game with the police at the time as well. The police were like drafting new legislation to catch raves because they didn't previously even exist. They weren't a thing. Um, and and then they were. It's like, okay, well, we never needed to stop people just going and having a good time in a field in the middle of nowhere before. Um, like, how do we even paint this as a danger? Because, like, people aren't dying and getting stabbed and all this. Um, and ultimately, the people just wanted to be free and have fun and do what they wanted to do. Right. So... It it's the same thing, but back then it was like as degenerate as you could possibly be at the same time. Whereas I think this time it's kind of not. Yeah. Like all the protests are family friendly. And I just think that what's gonna spring spring out of it also will be as well. So this yeah. little yeah, the little jam session that I went to in the park, loads of kids at that, 
cool. and everyone's very conscious of um th- this is who it's for there's, there's so much save the children yeah around the um the protests that when you like it's so heartwarming just seeing f- four little five-year-old girls running around with these like ribbons to to a band not wearing masks not having to worry about any of that stuff i'm just like i can't i can't get my head around the trauma that yeah, children must have dark. been through in 2020 yeah. Yeah. so yeah so um yeah it's it's interesting i mean so you know it's it, it's probably going to tie into you know what i wanted to talk about a lot today is the whole like libertarian thing like you you've made libertarian arguments lately i'm a former libertarian i'm i still won't lose my full libertarian you know disposition or whatever but you know it's interesting to to talk about these protests and stuff is that you know i used to be you know as big of a hippie as I could have been, you know, like, you know, I was never like dreadlocks and like didn't shower and stuff like that, but I went to festivals all the time. And one of the reasons that I stopped and I got out of it was the degeneracy. And the, while I was messed up all the time, I was always drunk, always high. I did dabbled in, in, in drugs a little bit. Um, if it would have been family friendly and not sexually degenerate, I probably would, would have never left. Cause mm. that was the thing as I grew up, I was like, this is wrong, man. You like, you're like chugging, you know, it, it, whiskey and, you know, doing hardcore drugs in front of your kids at Bonnaroo at, at age 40. Like, come on. There's a, there's a time, there's a, there's a day where it must end. Like, I don't mm. know. It's not the same day for every person, but it's 40 though, 45, 50. And then when you get up into 60, you're one of these crusty hippies that has been in the game for your whole life. And it just became too much after a certain amount of time. But if it would have been like family friendly, like you're talking about, um, I probably would have never left. And also, I think that this go around, I think there's a level of like, people know that this is important and there's a responsibility to the future. I think that might be the difference where it's not just freedom. It's all like the protect the children aspect of it. Um, the, the, our generation of people, I don't think we can get messed up all the time because it, it is our children's future and it's the future of our nation. And it, there's a level of seriousness. I don't know. I say like fun through ser- like seriousness through fun. Does that uh, strike a chord? I, well, it's just, there's loads to think about there. Like I definitely went through exactly the same thing. Um, I went to tons of festivals, but I was always working them as well. I was always yeah. DJing at them, but that didn't mean I wouldn't get messed up for the rest of those three days. But <laughs> yeah. I, I did also like having places to be, be like, okay, well tonight I can't get too messed up because I've got to be sober for that, um, that little hour slot there. Um, Cause yeah, just the idea of people that are off their head for three, four days is always kind of, it, 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 I'm too close to Satan there. I do believe in God. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm looking right at it here. This is nasty. Um, <laughs> so, so these festivals, what do you think about this? A lot of ones that I went to, the, the more independent ones, had a big LARP factor about being revolutionaries. The, mm-hmm. There was one that I went to that, um, it, I, like, I love it. It was, it, there was so much artistic excellence there. There were brilliant musicians and dancers and set design. Everything was amazing. Is, uh, this, is like this one this this go round or mean back in a couple of years back it, when you were a DJ? Yeah, this one? is this is this is like previously. Okay, this is gotcha. us talking about the crusty hippies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Basically, well, think about like all these bands and that and fists in the air. Yeah, LARP. We're not going to take it anymore, LARP. right? All full of that theme, and I 
you know, as I started to unpick the woke thing and I was still going to these festivals, I was looking around hearing everyone saying this and going, you're, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying. This is just an act. And I, and, and I can feel it. Um, and yeah, so what's amazing is that this time around, it's like you can take all of that energy and actually focus it on something. So uh, I think that all our victories are going to be cultural now. What all we need to be doing is looking out for artists who are daring to say something, musicians of all levels, because there's some tiny bands that are taking a risk um by being public about this and then there's some massive ones with fuck you money like yeah. eric clapton and van morrison yeah, sir. and yeah, sir. i i don't think voting for anyone is ever going to work ever again i think your last election proved that categorically it's a broken system um so just making like these cult heroes yeah uh you know, give someone a revival, give Van Morrison a revival because he deserves it for for singing about this crap. Um, that's what I see. I mean, that's more fun, isn't it? I'm not. Yeah. You, you and me are not political by by trade and by history. We want music to to be our thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and what what do you think about what I said about the um the level of seriousness to it? But it's it's almost like it doesn't mean people are like you know, all serious in the streets. Now, some people are, we just watched a March from Italy where it's just like thousands of men in the streets calling out the anti-fascists and stuff like that. But like, um, what do you think about the, the level of seriousness of this situation as compared to like the late eighties or the, or the late sixties? Uh, Oh, what you mean with the, um, with like, it's freedom, man. Yeah. I mean, I think that the lockdowns are, are a more serious issue than civil rights. I think that maybe debt and like just the financial system is a way more dire straits than um, in, the, I mean, because it's gotten worse over the decades and inflation and things. I think that just there's a bigger level of, of seriousness or people are more awake to it. You know, things were, I think we're f- facing imminent collapse and failure of almost every, every institution that has been heralded the last couple of decades. That's, that's kind of my point. Yeah, I mean, the freedom that people in these previous iterations were searching for, it's basically hedonism, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that, that's really yeah. what we mean. And this is where, um, when we get onto the libertarian thing, maybe the position we're describing is kind of libertarian Christian, because the yeah. problem with this libertarian position and what everyone always sort of straw mans you as is someone that wants to do whatever they want which yeah. is actually Satanism. Yeah, libertine. Um, that, yeah, being a, like yeah. a libertine versus uh, libertarianism, you know. But, um, mm. yeah, let's talk about it. Okay, so, you know, the the you know, I'm a former libertarian. I mean, two years ago, I was basically an anarcho, anarcho, anarcho-capitalist where I wanted – I thought all government was bad because it's coercion of of a people with violent force. And that's what government essentially is. It's like, you know, you're um, – you know – Taxation is theft, which I still kind of agree with. Um, and, and the libertarian principle of the non-aggression principle was, I thought, a very good one. And I still think it is, but some people – it depends on what your definition of aggression is and what your definition of rights is. But I don't know how much I'm, we're going to get into that. But you, you – let's, let's talk about your journey. So you came from – did you consider yourself part of the alt-right, the dissident right? The, what, what, what space are you coming from that you describe? God knows. I mean, the the labels are all so useless. Yeah. Like my um, 
like I want to win comes first. So you've got to define what's winning. And that's changed since I started my channel anyway. You know, that that was that used to be more about like, holy fuck, we're going to get outbred in our own country. We need people to know about it. Like I, I have no p- proposed solution to this, but I think an important part is making sure that as many English people are aware that that's happening as possible. So that's kind of, that's what the nationalism thing was about. It was like, how do we use what we've got to get the word demographics in front of everyone and get them understanding what that means. Whereas now times have changed. So my only thing is like, just don't get the vaccine. Just, just don't get the vaccine. If you can do anything. And that goes for people of all races, you know, the, the, the fact we're being replaced right now can sit on the back burner. I don't want, I don't want anyone getting this thing. Um, so, so like what? Yeah. So, you know, I don't fit in with this nationalist thing because, you know, if, if times are updated, I'm definitely going to switch and hop on a new bandwagon because I don't really consider these bandwagons. They're, they're things that need to be talked about. Um, but, um, yeah, when it, I'm interested in how the nationalism and libertarianism is kind of the two things that we're wrestling with here. Mm. And I think that, nationalism is like a sort of idealized utopian uh, value system that you want to aim for. Like is there's a lot of how you ought to be there. There's a lot of, I was going to say virtue signaling actually, but, um, but aiming to make yourself a better person is a big theme on that. You get loads of sort of telegram accounts sharing like yep. muscle Mary account, sure. uh, uh, Europe men. Um, <laughs> yep. Which is all right, whereas, yeah. whereas libertarian doesn't offer it. It doesn't offer anything like that. It's got no real incentive. It's just everyone deserves to be free. And my my observation is that every bit of progress, the nationalists or the alt right, everyone over on this side, every bit of progress that they're making is using libertarian innovations and arguments such as like like Bitshoot and Odyssey and all this. They're not right-wing platforms they are freedom-based platforms they're outside the system loads of people in my circles are really nerding out on crypto that does it that's not plowing a field like it's not a return to tradition like you advocate (laughs) them it's it so i am convinced that libertarian like I'm not really interested in like ideological libertarians mm. and, and it is a political movement. I'm just interested that like, right. Those innovations do wonders for us. Having that kind of yeah. framework works. And if everyone was a libertarian in the country, the lockdown wouldn't have happened because everyone would have known that it was wrong. So I've just got, I've got this huge soft spot for, for the libertarian position right now i yeah. i can't see enough arguments against it yeah and taxation yeah. is theft yeah. like i can't justify any of my taxes at the moment right and yeah and you know i agree with almost you know i can't even really think of anything you said that i disagree with i mean like it's definitely true i've heard you make make this point on stream before that if everyone was in the country was libertarian the lockdowns wouldn't have happened absolutely true and what you're saying about libertarian solutions you know um definitely true 
uh, and you know what? I think an important thing to, to point out is that the, there's like the, the people you're describing on Telegram where they'll like you know hit basically Hitler po- Hitler porn you know and and fashy porn and like just like po- over the top posting and things like that. It, there's a cringe segment of every single camp or ideology if if it grows to more than a million people. I mean, and to me. I never really got into the I'm not a rabid poster. I kind of just make jokes and but the the people that make over the top memes of like the fascist or or like white nationalist uh, race nationalist sort. I never really they never won me over, but the the worst of the libertarian sphere, at least in America, is like very um like pro sexual degeneracy. And that's the thing where I'll never go fully over then like there's there's a prostitute that I mean I've referenced her on on stream before like there's a prostitute who is the like, like the LP chair in uh in Louisiana in in I think in Baton Rouge or something like that. Now you already said that um that you're not interested in like a, a party or a political ideology you're interested in solutions and things like that but there is if you, you know i come from like a lot of time spent at, on libertarian twitter and twitter's not real life but it's kind of a microcosm of it there's a lot of these people out there that are just pro sex pro sex they're pro blurring lines between children and adults they're pro sex work they're pro they're pro pornography and there's a difference between not wanting to ban porn and being pro pornography like you know people say there's all these on on twitter will say like you're in you're on a deserted island for one year like what would you bring with you and porn is in their top three answers like they can't live without it and these are all libertarians now it's now not all libertarians are like this but there is a sexual permissiveness to and I think personally, I think real libertarianism is anarcho-capitalism and it's atheism. I think like real full spectrum libertarianism is atheist and it's no nation. It's no nation, no borders, no nothing. Um, and but I love what you're saying about, you know, libertarianism under God's laws, which, which is essentially being free to do what's right. Correct. Well, it, it, it's like. I I just can't get away from the thought that like um so so what was it no no nation and no god I suppose the atheism thing I'll just park for a second but like but those innovations that I was describing BitChute and crypto yeah. they are they well BitChute is actually based here but you know the ideal one wouldn't have a nation so that it would be free so that we could all use it to operate as yeah in that way um and that's the reason why i'm i'm like there's there's something in this there's but something this there 100 percent. yeah but that's like libertarian innovations that's not libertarian sure because yeah. Yeah. yeah um so, so do you think let me do you think that's just free market then i mean if it's like if if it's hmm. a if it's a free market now I, I, like i totally agree with you like, you know the the terms and labels thing is almost the ultimate double-sided coin because on one hand labels and groups and things like that do get tired and they almost don't matter. But on the other side of the coin, we're using words to communicate. So you kind of need, you know, if I'm saying the word, like, you know, the word Nick is a label at a certain point, you know, I'm not going to say like, Hey, the word guy is a label. So anyway, um, to me, 
I don't know. To me, the, the difference between libertarian and free market is that libertarian is an ideology. And right. in, the, in that ideology is the non-aggression principle and free markets. And what you're describing is essentially the free market. It's, it's, I mean, I, I hate to even say the word capitalism. I don't even use the word capitalism anymore because it's it traditional. It's a tra- communist word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, tra- well, traditionalists hate ca- the word capitalism and so do the commies. And so, mm-hmm. but it's just free market. It's just basic commerce where if yeah. there were no, you know, I don't, I don't think bit shoot is a, well, it could, bit shoot could seem to be libertarian in this messed up world but to me it's just starting a website and not getting messed with by the government so i don't know that's does that distinction kind of uh, ring true yeah 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 it must be because the conditions are so ridiculously stringent that what i'm describing like looks libertarian even though it's completely not it should just be normal it's the system that we're we're told that we already have so that makes sense um and yeah you're you're definitely um you're helping me to understand why libertarians are like such a lol cow um, and why anyone who's like right wing or traditional or conservative would not want to work with them. And you're right. I remember um, these people seem to think that like sex work is one of their like really ardent principles. They yeah. go on a march pro sex work Dude, above, and I, I, above a lockdown yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and yeah, that's ridiculous. So so I was going to say this about the the summer of love pattern and what makes this different from the hippie thing and from the raver thing is that the freedom that we're actually fighting for at the moment it is just straight good versus evil. We're living in a horrible um, satanic end time situation. The freedom you're fighting for is the freedom to do the right thing. Like because the entire world wants you like sat watching Netflix, uh, unhealthy food, yeah. not contributing, not building anything for yourself, not being self-sufficient, not doing any of this, uh, everything regulated so that if you do try and do something on your own, they'll try and prevent you from it. it like it, that's even the whole um, the white nationalist like separatist thing. It's not really yeah. I like white separatism as a concept because like what argument do you have against this? Um, But that's not allowed. And that's demonized if you were to just, and, and so, yeah, I think, I mean, the fascists, uh, the people that do fall for the Hitler porn, they seem to, um, well, they seem to get a hard on for the, the ability to control other people and tell other people what to do, which I, yeah. So that's where I guess what I was calling libertarianism. It's more, it's natural law. Mm-hmm. It's like it, anyone. Yeah. Especially now in the times of Corona, it's more obvious than ever that like being evil is imposing on other people. Yeah. I think yeah. is, is preventing yeah. other people from being free. And that's, that's all it is. So if you're, yeah, the correct moral position is the one that is allowing people to make their own mistakes like i think the war on drugs is horrific and no one on the right wing talks about it they don't talk about like that this is another massive lie that the establishment is serving to us um but because it's degenerate you don't you don't really talk about it um and i think the way to justify it is like it shouldn't be on the government to prevent people from doing this but we should try and build the kind of society where people just aren't doing it anyway yeah because people with their lives together don't ever go anywhere near heroin anyway it's, it's actually not a risk for you if you're like raised in a good scenario 
I think. Mm. So I think people should be free to make those choices, but you got to really try and build a society where they won't. Yeah. A couple questions about that. So do you think the same thing about, um, you know, to, to me, the, the, the idea of the drug war go- being bad is I think that that's pretty apparent. I think it's pretty obvious. I've been opposed to the, the drug war for a long time and still am. However, I, I, this has actually come up in the last three or four interviews that I've done where I think there's gotta be a line somewhere where it, you know, dealing dr- hardcore drugs has destroyed a lot of communities. Now, a lot of the the top of the food chain drug supplies actually come from the U.S. government, or at least indirectly, where they will caught, will basically fund the drug dealers in South American countries and in Asian countries to um, to, to sell drugs in the streets of inner city America, right? But I think that if you're shipping kind of pounds of heroin, my point is there's there's a line, right? you know, like if you're shipping pounds of heroin and pounds of crack into your community. And it's destroying your community. I think that should still be a crime, but we should just not call it the war on drugs. And certainly with use, you know, with with certainly it's kind of like a graduated scale, like marijuana should just be decriminalized, you know, and maybe small, like small. I'm kind of wondering at what level of use should be illegal and at what level of of sell of selling should be illegal in your mind. Yeah, that's a difficult one. I think, yeah. I, I think um, yeah, you can't criminalize an addict, really. It's not a crime to be addicted to a substance. So, um, but, but I mean, the drug laws are already worked out in that in that way anyway. So the penalty for using is, you know, nothing compared to the penalty for selling. Um, and yeah, I have no argument against that, is that some of these are just chemicals which destroy whole communities. Um, so what could be the benefit in that um my my position is more from like the government is lying to us about the harm of, yeah. of the different ones yeah. and and that's why i'm kind of I, I keep bringing it up as a thing is um because i like spotting things that the left got mad about that we're not talking about that they were right about and there was this professor called david nutt um, who was dismissed under David Cameron's government in about 2012 for producing a like um, a, a harm scale for all the drugs. He basically sort of rated he he was tasked with doing this by the government. What um, they, they said find out. Yeah, do some research into which drugs are most dangerous and most addictive and which ones are safest, etc. And he came back being like, alcohol does tremendous societal damage. MDMA doesn't do any damage whatsoever. Magic mushrooms doesn't either. Uh, ketamine is, well, I think it's probably got worse since then, but it was fairly low level at the time. <laughs> it probably got quite a good name among leftists. Uh, oh, it's completely safe. David Nett says so. Now they've all got kidney failure. Um but yeah, my position is like we're being lied to. Okay, yeah. right? Alcohol's really dangerous. Yeah. Weed is, and and um, and like heroin is, and um, and uh, yeah. So just honest conversation about this one. Yeah, we know that's the war a good policy, drugs. man. That's a good policy. Yeah, just like almost it's almost the same thing with uh, the foreign wars and things like that, where you know your brain, a lot of people's brain wants to go to the top and just be like, how do we fix this? What's the all the details and all the different things? It's really just stop lying. Stop lying about what's going on, and we can talk about the details after this. But yeah, I think the foreign wars thing and the drug war thing. 
It's almost like war. All the wars these days are just a lie. War on invisible concepts. Yeah. War on terror. War on drugs. War on racism. War on COVID-19. We've yeah. been fighting invisible enemies for, like, my entire life yeah. from the looks of it. I'm it's, fed up of it. It's true, yeah. So it, so it sounds like to you – so I've, I've – you know, we kind of talked this, about this when you were on last, but um, – so my position – that I've said is I'm not a libertarian anymore, but there's huge pillars of the, like of the libertarian way of thinking. Like for instance, I think almost all human interaction should be voluntary and, but some of it's not going to be. So in other words, I'm a nationalist now, but I'll never ditch liberty. I'll never ditch libertarian, like certain parts of libertarian thought. Do you feel the same way conversely about you? Will you ever, do you think you'll ever like fully ditch, ditch nationalism or like loving your, your nation, whatever you call ethno nationalism, as we've called it before? Will you, will you ever fully be, do you think you, could you see a day where you become like an anarcho capitalist where you think no government is the answer? No, 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 no. Because um, I'll always get on with English people better than anyone else around the world yeah. and feel like and and england is threatened is the yeah. way that i basically see it like the, yeah. re- the reason i'm an ethno-nationalist is because england is threatened same yeah. with you right? yeah if america wasn't threatened you'd have no reason to hold this position it's not actually that like it's not that important to me you know we discussed this last time that you've had like black friends growing up so you know i love my people it like yeah yeah it's not it's not that high on my priority list except for I know some some shit's going down, right? Yeah. So this really, really matters. Um, but I can't, uh, yeah, having dove into it headfirst, had a, had a good look under the hood, I can't have nationalism as my, like, absolute baseline core thing because the people that do, I ooh, we rub the wrong way. We don't agree on certain things. They think that um, that, you know white identitarian christians and atheists need to put their differences aside so that we can focus on saving the white race and i'm like but you don't understand what i believe that's the most offensive Mm. thing you can ask a christian to do it's like just 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 part god and put something above god if you could please whiteness comes first like yeah no i'll never yeah because i'm a christian above a white dude and Mm. i mean i almost like yeah that's 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 not yeah, I think that the atheists, you know, I mean, and a lot of people that are atheists, I don't think they say they're atheists, but I don't know. I don't know if they had a gun to their head and they were like facing their last moments. Are they going to pray? Are they going to, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if like real atheism, how many of them there actually are. I think there's a lot of talk about a low cow. You know, I think the atheist thing is like a huge LARP. Just my opinion. No, no, it is because um, I've got this. I don't even want to call him a friend anymore. He hits me up like every six months, and he's completely. He's he's like a caricature of a blue pilled man. He's like it, it's ridiculous. He's vegan now. He's like a climate scientist. Uh, can't wait for everyone to be vaccinated so we can go back to normal. And I just occasionally chat to him to see if I can. And um, obviously he's an atheist, but one that's still mocking sky fairies. And every time I talk to him about this, I, I, I always do this with arrogant atheists. It's like, you don't have the same concept of God in your mind that I do. You're rejecting something that you've, you've concocted. You yeah. think that like, right. So I believe in a, a character 
that you can prove doesn't exist because bad things happen, right? Well, yeah. it can't be all loving because look at all the evil. Done. Boo, sky fairy. But... Like, no, my belief is, like, the world exists and it's observably here. And um, if you follow certain lines of reasoning, stuff starts to make sense from um, a more spiritual perspective than your stupid atoms and and all of and gravity and all that. Yeah. There's, no, there's nothing there. There's no meat and bones there. And then, I, yeah, I don't know. I came, to, came back to Christianity quite gradually because you grow up with it just there. And you lose it because um, it seems all silly. But I think that's because the, those stories are built for children so that they go in like Noah's Ark yeah. and all that. Really, it really um, is. Yeah. It's yeah. it's interesting what you say about like the spaghetti monster. It's like you're you're trying to straw man God. <laughs> like you're trying to straw you're trying to straw man um, the mo- like the all knowing or the, the unmoved mover bare bare minimum. Like it's like things Ooh. are in motion and something had to set it in motion and you're calling it a spaghetti monster. Well, I, I find what, what's so like weird about these atheists. I don't know when the last time you spoke to one of them was, but you could talk to them about economic, economics, politics, yeah. uh, whatever. And they'll talk to you on a level. Um, if you're a similar IQ, they, they get it and they'll treat you as such. And then as soon as you say you believe in God, then you're just an idiot in their mind. And I think they're, I think they're protecting themselves by doing that. Like, just it's like amnesia. All the previous conversation, all the science that I've proved that I believe in, um, that doesn't matter. That's suddenly gone. I'm suddenly an idiot because, like, I don't know. I believe in morality. I believe that like good and evil can't exist. I, I mean, when I'm chatting to this guy, I'm sat there completely stumped whenever he says anything about morality, like why you should be a vegan or whatever. Cause I'm like, but you don't believe in anything like, it, it, in your mind, in your worldview, it doesn't matter. Cause like, it, because it's all inert, there's nothing judging you. So where are you getting your moral compass from? Mine, yeah. I know, because I believe that it's it, it's pre-existing. Yeah. But it's yeah. so fascinating that these are like the most moral people now in terms of, but it's not moral, it's imposing on other people, you know. Climate, he's doing climate change stuff. And they, they <laughs> don't do conservationism. They, yeah. don't, they don't talk about all these masks that have been produced over the last year. All they actually talk about is how to impose on other people, like prevent them from flying or um, <laughs> pre- preventing things that people are already doing. You're not yeah. going to improve anything, are you? Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I definitely think that there's something I, I get what you're saying. I just want to go back to something you said earlier about and this came up in my, my last interview with uh, this guy, Latinos for Liberty. We talked about immigration a bit and stuff like that. He libertarians. One thing that they think that you kind of said is that, you know, evil is con- is restricting other people or, you know, and I don't agree that it's the highest form of evil, evil, and I don't think liberty is the highest form of morality. That's why you kind of need two different words. I mean, morality is the highest form of morality, or you could say God, and you know, you could say evil or Satan or sin is the highest form of, of evil. I think that it's kind of provably true that that liberty is not the highest form of, of morality. I mean, if you're talking about – like if you define liberty as – you know, the freedom to do right, may, maybe, but then like the right action is what's moral, not the liberty to do it. It's, it's not immoral. It's just a one level 
below it. Do do you think that that's, do you, do you kind of see what I'm saying there? Yeah, I totally do. The um, libertarianism is, yeah, it's, it's this freedom Ten, you're advocating hedonism and what is hedonism It's sin yeah. right now some of the sins I, I think the seven deadly sins and the seven corresponding virtues are like just the most useful template for looking at it like i should put them on my wall i should get some nice art that just has the two of them yeah. and just go right how well am i doing at each of these because it's it's um well it's a guidebook right it's like um, Islam and Judaism and the legal system really uh, has a list of things that you shouldn't do or can't do or you're not allowed to do. Whereas the seven deadly sins and um, seven virtues gives you a list of things that you can like cultivate that you should do. And it's not, not just one action. It's something to aim for all the time. And that's why I think that like, yeah, so, so you tackle it twice, don't you? Because libertarianism or, or this this idea of liberty is the idea that no one has the right to tell you what to do or how you should live your life. And that's step one, is you want a system where no one is, where this big state isn't telling you, get the mask, get the vaccine, get your children vaccinated, or you're a bad person, you <laughs> racist granny killer. Um, no, the, these should be your decisions. So that's step one. But then the next part on from that is like, and what are you going to do with that freedom? Because unfortunately, you don't actually get to piss about. You've got to be a good person now with that freedom. It's, it's responsibility. Yeah, but, it's, it's yeah. responsibility. Yeah, that's a good way of, of, of putting it. Um, You know, the one, you know, I don't know how long you can stay or whatever, but we said like about an hour or whatever. But um, I wanted to ask about this. Uh, I don't really know how to characterize it because I thought it was kind of funny where um, – you did these streams about, you know, for lack of a better word, protecting women in the the libertarian sphere. And I saw the comments on your YouTube videos, and I was, it was like one of them was like two hours of white knighting, like you know, like, and it was just so. And I on these videos, I helped out a little bit. I thumbs up your videos, and they were getting massively thumbs down and stuff like that. Um, why don't you just tell the people a bit about, you know, what that whole thing is? I have a few questions about it, um, but yeah, like, what was that whole? I mean, I definitely, you know, to give people a preview or whatever, women are, you know, a lot of guys online are, you could call it the MGTOW crowd or the incel crowd or, you know, I don't know, keyboard warriors. They love to hate on on mm. women creators or think people in the sphere. Why don't you tell people what that whole thing was about? Right. So the first question is what kind of man reacts badly to being to hearing the news that women aren't having a good time? Mm. Right. That's 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 step one. It's like if I hear someone saying that, my instant reaction isn't to be like, Well, it's because they're all whores anyway. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Right. And so so I've noticed a quality control problem in the right wing internet and it's 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 very obvious why right okay if you're a girl then feminism kind of lifts you up and gives you everything that you want and that's the mainstream and for men for we get kicked to the curb so you go looking for other answers right and you find this which contains an awful lot of truth um but my god i mean you don't want to be the guy that's sat and ingested all of 4chan's knowledge on the woman question because <laughs> yeah, you, you will be it's horrible i mean <laughs> yeah. you've seen those women threads yeah terrible 
like I'm not denying that this is like true information and hypergamy exists, blah, 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 blah. But like, what a horrible way to view your, your, I was going to say the other half of your species, but it's like, they're so important. You're going to get nowhere with just dudes. You want to spend your life with just dudes. What's wrong with you? What, what (laughs) is, what is the women question? Oh, the the woman question, as far as I'm concerned, is like, why are there so many men that are insistent that like a public space online is a male space Mm. when it's not? Mm. Any woman can come into this and watch it at any time. Stop pretending it's a fucking boys club. Um, But I've just noticed that there's a constant accusation that women wreck these things by being emotional or by like getting in love triangles or whatever and toying with guys' emotions. And I've actually watched it and I've gone, I haven't seen any. I haven't seen seen this happen once. All I've seen is like men getting jealous that there's, there's a girl getting attention. And it's not going on them. It's an insecurity thing. And so I'm here to just just flame throw. I mean, let, <laughs> yeah, cool. well, let me let me explain like how bad it is. Okay. Yesterday I had to sign a form um from one of my one of my best friends, um, basically saying I'm not going to um fuck her over in the future the stuff that we've done together i'm not gonna then copyright strike it or claim that she owed me several thousand pounds when i said i'd do it for free all of this stuff huge list of like and i look at it it's just like it is ridiculous that i have to sign this you know we we've turned up to it's like a prenup. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> we've 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 you know we get on we do good work together we turn up on the weekends and we film this stuff we're not going to make any money out of doing it um, but we're both in it for the same reasons, right? This is not complicated. This is just how the world works. But because the right wing attracts, I don't know, men that aren't well adjusted, yeah. she actually has to do that because she spent the last six months of her life cleaning up after the last guy that offered his services as a cameraman and then just decided to go on a war against her, calling her like a drug-addled whore and, and trying to, uh, destroy all her all her employment opportunities um just relentless 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 um and so when i see no one like I, i'm the only one going guys this this is actually happening like as a pattern as well there's loads of girls that have these kind of issues yeah. um I just won't stand for people that are supposed to be on my side saying like they brought it on themselves or they shouldn't, they shouldn't have stepped. They should have known that this would happen. It's like, they're being really mistreated here. Yeah. Um, Like they've done nothing wrong. And, you know, at the end of the day, I I, want to hang out with women more than I want to hang out with a bunch of incels. Like I don't care if it's a smaller crowd. There's some girls there. That's cool. (laughs) <laughs> quick, quick comment from the chat. All my heroes wear black. Say it says, just say autists. <laughs> uh, just say autists. Yeah. I, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even convinced though, because like I, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll always it's say this. Yeah. No, autism or Asperger is is never an excuse for being a dick, mm, right? It's yeah. an excuse. It's it's an excuse for putting your foot in it yeah. and saying the wrong thing, but. Autism doesn't make people malicious. No. no. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So in my view, this is a very complicated issue. 
Um, mm. Very, very complicated issue. And I think that the, the, what my main takeaway, if I'm being like intellectually honest, is like the biggest problem is like ugliness and mistreatment. Not, not like whether, you know, it's kind of like if a person is a dick about something, it doesn't make them wrong. Now they could be wrong, but they could be right. And, but, they, but they're not completely unlinked. Now here's, here's what, um, here's the reason I think it's so complicated because there's, if, if we're talking about, let's just narrow it down to like the realm of politics, right? Um, there was a time that women couldn't vote, but they had a certain sway over voting through their husband. Okay, and Mm -hmm. even in the time when women couldn't vote, land owning women, at least in America, land owning women and like widows that own land and widows could vote, you know, because they were they were married at some point. I personally think in a balanced world and and I say this with no malice in my heart and no, I'm not an ugly person. We have uh, female fans. They they are not mistreated. And if they were, then we would protect them um at least the chat room version of protecting we've seen almost zero of that thing that you're talking about the ugliness i think that a lot of that is because i don't come from let's call it the alt-right background i come from a libertarian background and it there has been there hasn't been that much ugliness in my chat also i think it's because i'm not that popular you have a much bigger following than me so you just get that 4chan type dude a lot more but yeah go ahead it, it's not like it's it, your chat will always be some sort of reflection of your yes, personality. Heard, so yeah, one hundred percent. Like there's 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 no risk of you suffering from this. I think also because you're doing it with your face out there, that always helps. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, this it's more that this is a problem with these people that I found myself adjacent yeah. to, and, and I have to I have to deal with this issue with like nationalism broadly is like say. Yeah. I I agree with these ideas, which the mainstream says are evil, right? I'm on your side on this, but there's some of this, which is just nonsense. And I'm a bit, I'm a bit fed up of like, of not being able to laugh at it. Yeah. If you take it seriously. That's a huge part of it. Yeah. Like being able to laugh. Now, now I, um, like I said, I'm a man with a smile on my face. I have joy and love in my heart. I unironically think should women should not have the right to vote. Um, and I, and, and and, and, yeah, so, I mean, that's why I think that's the, I, I, I thought you'd disagree. Um, and it's fine to disagree. I'm just saying, here's an example of a guy that's not ugly. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm very, basically a voluntary celibate. I'm having sex the next time when I get married and try to have kids. I love women. I have women fans. So to me, I think like, I think that here's my reason for, for women not having the right to vote. It's not out of like. They can't handle it or whatever. A lot of it is because of what it does to the guys. And like, so here's, here's my, my, my hypothesis. See, I want to see what you think about this. Um, Mm -hmm. Politics is the, is the divvying up. It's, it's how you divide power. Power is violent force. Women don't know how to handle violent force in, for the most part, I'm not saying there's no women, you know, we have to not talk about outliers to make like a big group argument. I mean, if we're talking about like millions and millions of people, you can't like be like, Oh, there's one woman who's stronger than the weakest guy. You have to talk about groups a little bit. And since politics is the, is force politics is violence and it's very ugly. I, and I think that women should not be involved in it basically on any level. And probably the biggest reason is because what it does to the guys. It's not even like the, I'm not even saying it's the woman's fault. 
Um, I think it almost goes back to like the Garden of Eden. It gets almost biblical. And it's like, it, it's not like, like participation is not a virtue. Um, it, um, giving everyone a fair shake. If fairness is not a virtue. Um, yeah. And I, I don't think that men should be, have like a vote over like, like, like womanhood. Like re- really, but it's not about vote. Like voting is only about politics. It's about force and violence. And that's why I think now it, if women, if they're like, I think maybe women should have a vote if it's their family gets two votes and her husband gets to cast both of them or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. but it's really about a violence and force thing versus participation and equality, not a malice thing, not a, I hate women thing. It's like it, uh, politics will always be a boys club. Now that doesn't mean the internet and chat rooms and comment sections has to be a boys club. In fact, uh-huh. I don't li- I don't think hanging, I don't want to hang out with just guys. I think it's, that's beta dude. But mm-hmm. I'm saying that like, there's a difference between <laughs> politics and political chat rooms. First of all, we have to, so, so I, I, it's a complicated issue, but that's my thesis is that it's just like, it's a violent sport. It's a, it's, you have to, the more emotions out of politics, the better. And I do think women are more, more emotional. They handle emotions worse, especially in like stressful, violent situations. And they're weaker, um, in mm-hmm. terms of physical strength, in some ways they're stronger. I mean, in terms of childbirth, they, they are stronger, you know, they can, they can do it and we can't. Um, but yeah, what do you, what are your thoughts on what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with you with the, uh, women shouldn't vote thing. All the women that I know and love from these spheres agree. They don't think they can be trusted with the vote either. Um, the, <laughs> and the best system. Yeah, no, of course. Well, they're yeah. based ladies. They, they yes. get this. Um, in fact, they say, yeah, women shouldn't be involved in politics, which is interesting, right? These are girls who say it would agree with basically everything you've said. It's like women being injected into um, parliament is, is terrible for all of us. It has not gone well. Um, one family one vote seems like a really nice system because it's better than one man one vote as well because there's sense of responsibility it's a household right so people with a stake in society if families are the building blocks of society i think one family one vote but i mean we're talking about an idealized system there so might might be a while you might have quite a few handmaids tail harpies to to yeah. fend off but um yeah. like so so we're both more interested in the cultural thing than the political thing oh yeah right? and we're both very amenable to having women in our like chats it would be it, it would suck without them frankly it would be like dungeons and dragons <laughs> so may, well maybe this is the problem is that we're or for me anyway because uh, I was adjacent to all this hyper political stuff, and I was trying to do a sort of entertaining version of it. It's like, hey, I agree with these guys, but let's make it fun. Um, and so, uh, this attitude of no, no women allowed here. Like the reason I'm revolting against it so violently is I'm like, but I'm doing a subculture, and you're telling me a DJ, no girls on the dance floor. I don't want to play this fucking venue anymore. That's what's going on. I don't want to play in here if I'm only 
there's just a bunch of guys growing oh. down. This is not sexy. Oh, that's so bad. That's my analogy. Okay, yeah. I, it's, it's interesting. Like, I thought that, um, I really thought, you know, with, with us talking about the libertarian thing and now the woman thing, that there would be a lot more disagreement or pushback. But it seems like we kind of agree. It's just like we see things a little bit different. And it's like the thing with, like, like there's definitely a difference between hanging out and in politics. It, you know, like, politics is like a contact sport with guns and nukes involved if mm-hmm. nukes were real for my for my <laughs> like I, I guys don't don't uh, crucify me i don't have my mind made up i don't think nukes are real but i don't know anyway um but oh, yeah nice. yeah i, I really I like don't if i had a gun to my head right now i would say nukes are fake but and dinosaurs Ooh. and the earth's flat i haven't looked too uh, much into that but i like it <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean the, the idea of hanging out with only guys because there's polit- political chatter happening is it's insane i mean that's just oh. talking that's just called talking but- but it's a cope saying that this is politics. It's not. You you have no power and you're not discussing anything. You're just talking about like, I don't know, white achievements or some bullshit. Like you're not you're not actually in the war room making any decisions. So what are you doing? The only the only power you actually have here is the power to make women uncomfortable in a chat group. And it's yeah. like, well, well done. But yeah. the alt right has not got very far in a few years if that's yeah. where you're at. It's been like, we, well, oh, it's so sad. I mean, it's just like an, and, and I was, you know, I never was in the alt-right. I mean, by the time I was in the dissident right or became a nationalist, the alt-right was, was dying and it was just an abject failure. It's kind of sad, but you know, it just was just a, like, cause their heroes all became cringe or got, you know, they got infiltrated, I think too. And at least the American version got infiltrated by the feds. Um, mm. so it's just like, oh yeah, we need something new. Um, yeah. <laughs> do, do you think it's, it was a failure? Uh, well, I mean, would you put like Charlottesville as a sort of critical end point on the momentum? It was the this? beginning of the end for sure. I think it yeah. took about an, about a year and a half after that, maybe early 2019. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, who would you peg as the, the like, I, di- I didn't really follow it cause I got, massively into all this stuff through a couple of uk channels to be honest because it was close to my heart so like the iconoclast is a really important one and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and um but like who i mean who are the big names that we're talking about here richard spencer would probably well there we go see see i've always had a big problem with richard spencer now it's it's more obvious than ever when he's saying like vote democrat and get the vaccine you're like what the hell is this yeah but (laughs) even even back then um I, you know, I looked at him on CNN and was like, okay, well, this guy is exactly what they want, right? He's yeah. he, he looks exactly like what they want him to. He looks like a fucking villain. So as I started getting into this stuff, I was like, well, I'm going to make sure to never cut my hair like Spencer because I'm still sort of disarming. People don't really understand why someone like me would would be siding with people like that. Um, but I also think he wishes he was English really hard. Mm. He wants and, to colonize. And it shines through. Yeah, there's, he... there's some in. Well, these these authoritarian types. I, I mean, is is that the kind of thing? Is does he advocate the fashy kind of stuff? I don't, no. Well, he's I don't a globalist. Know. That's the thing that's weird about it. He he advocates for. First of all, he's he's opposed. He's not pro Second Amendment. He's not pro gun 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 ownership or I guess uh, gun rights, but he's essentially a like neoliberal 
racial globalist where he wants there to be a, a global ra- racial hierarchy um, as opposed to like a separatist or, or someone who thinks there should be a racial hierarchy within a nation. And I think that's, I mean, that is the, a huge distinction, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, that's like one of the most important distinctions you can have is like where you actually want your power structure to be. And I think nationalism is the best way dividing stuff into nations is kind of the best way in this day and age to divvy up power I and mean, globalism it's, is just a disaster man well as far as i understand it from genesis nationalism is natural na- or nations and yes. natural nationalism is is actually a pushback against something unnatural happening within the nations i think yeah right um, yeah. yeah it's like, natural yeah tribes people groups yeah and and one you know one thing above other than god is really bad if it's going to be like a, a any any world government world religion like the one that's supposed to be up top is god but when you try to do one thing at the top i think it's just like that's it's it's against god god's like plan or something like that well yeah and it becomes kind of um it's almost like James Bond levels of obvious with mm. um, with the World <laughs> Economic Forum and yeah. um, Bilderberg and Davos and all that. Like, um, but but it also works on lower levels. That's the thing. Is like if you if you look at the big elites and go, they are trying to control us. They are evil. Like yes, but that's also going on the whole way down the system as well, right through to like you know, snitchy neighbors and relatives that are on the pro mask side of the argument. They are all part of this one thing, which is just trying to control good people. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. So I have a, you know, you've been really generous with your time. I just have one or two quick questions before we we go. Do you think there is white genocide happening? Hmm. That's actually a really difficult one. Um, Because, I, I think it's such an alarmist term that it doesn't do us any favors and it kind of makes us into, it sounds where, where victim. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, let if me, you, re, let, let me rephrase. Do you think there is intentional decreasing of the population um, in, in, you know, whether through violent meme, means or through like breeding? Um, yeah. Do you think there's, there's an intentional decreasing of the global white population? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. In, in, yeah, in so good. many ways, whether through yeah mass migration, yeah. Um, LGBT nonsense, uh, the vaccines. Yeah. There's, there's, there's so many depopulation methods going on. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. yes, there is a genocide. Yeah. Correct, and, yeah. and so one thing I'm sure you've seen these arguments where people list the, you know, what's going on with the, the global white population compared to the UN's actual definition of it. And it mm. seems like that's it's absolutely happening. But yeah, kind of a loaded term. And, you know, well, my problem with it is I don't think alarmism actually helps. Like, I mean, I'm completely signed on to all this way of thinking is like we need to sort out the demographic situation in every white country urgently. And I still think that calling it white genocide is it just kind of doesn't. I don't know. You have to sign on for something quite extreme there. I don't know if it's that convincing to um, to people. Having sat with that term for what, like two, three yeah. years, yeah. I can't deny it. It does fit the UN's brief. I just don't know if it's helpful. Okay, cool. And and la- this is actually a quick question right here. Is uh, um, you've on your stream you read um, 
you read articles that you've written and you said you're going to be releasing a written piece. How, how, where can I find your written work online? Ooh, vile.news. Okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm going to type the it in blog. Right now. All right. Sweet. And um, that's cool. All right. Thank you. That, that's a blog. And, uh, yeah. If you ever write stuff as well, I'd be happy to host it. Or if you know anyone that does, like I'm always, it's basically, <laughs> I need more writers because it's just me and another guy who's an absolute beast so make sure you read the columns by dystopia now because okay. he's, he's he's pretty much done an article on every possible red pill at this point cool um cool. and it just keeps going so he's really good but we do need a few more people all right yeah look i don't write that much but i enjoy it i just like i have a pretty you know, i'm also almost the same way with uh i'm really lazy in some ways when it comes to like performing and going on stage and things like that i I love showing up to work, but when it comes to the tedious stuff, writing and recording, I need to get off my ass and record stuff, but I like, st- like performing so much more. And I don't, uh, how do you, you know, maybe like next time I get you on, we can talk about how to balance the two as an artist. Cause there's preparation and there's performing. You obviously like performing cause you know, you do the stream, you DJ and stuff like that. You know, maybe that can be a good topic for, for next time. I don't know. The more the more prep I do, the more of a safety net I have. I'm trying mm. to do more of my. It was actually after watching a couple of Mr. White Tubers ones, and he had like all sorts of videos all over it. I was like, "Ooh, first of all, you're upping your game by doing it, but second, like you gotta sit back and do nothing for, yeah. <laughs> for half the show." Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> cool, man. But oh, also, yeah. we do um, like I like the idea that we're trying to compete with the mainstream, and so you actually long term you want to be aiming for those kind of standards anyway because we need to make something that's that's i know that i know they're shit but as good as in terms of those kind of quality standards that's the goal is yeah. to get all the way there yeah cool well this is going to be uploaded as an as a podcast as well so why don't you tell the people in audio form how to find your work and stuff like that and i really appreciate you, you coming on yeah, um, so my streams are, well, it's all dotted all over the place, isn't it? There's dlive.tv slash unwashed for the daily streams. Uh, dlive.tv slash vile.radio for the music ones in the evening. But I think what I'll do is I'll update the vile.news homepage so that it makes it all very, very clear. So I'll do that within the next couple of hours. So I'll send everyone to vile.news. That could be a landing page and we'll figure it out from there. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll give it my best shot to look into doing some written work. I think that sounds like a really cool medium. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, you're welcome on the show anytime. Thanks for coming on. I love it, man. It's so fun. We, we seem to click on everything. Yeah, so absolutely. I can't yeah. wait to see what we talk about next. All right, great, man. Take care, Nick. Nice one, dude. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. All right. I was on it, Woofy Productions. I I was loading up the music. I was trying to make it as unawkward as possible. Yeah, the drop was a little late. The drop was a little late. Thank you to all the new people. Awesome. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep streaming for another half an hour or so. <laughs> Woofy music, Steven. <laughs> <laughs>